Hello everyone, it's Adeline here from 10,000 Light Bulbs. I hope you're all doing well. For the last few weeks, I've sensed the Lord speaking to me about the world system and how much we depend on it, and that for far too long we have measured God's blessings by way of this system. I talked a little about one aspect of this in the last podcast episode. Today, I would like to focus on an aspect of what the mentality of the world system looks like and how we as followers of Jesus have allowed so much of it into our lives that we have become integrated with it. Having been born first into the world and then coming to a decision to follow Jesus much later in our lives, it is understandable how this has occurred. In a sense, we are very much like the Israelites in Egypt. They had lived there for 400 years and had integrated the culture, ways of thinking, and its system into their lives from generation to generation. In the same way, our perspectives as modern-day Christians are shaped and influenced by what this world system says is good for us and what we should have in order to live a full life. This is all we've known, and to think there is another way is simply beyond our comprehension. We also tend to believe that when God's Word says He wants what is good for us, we immediately think of what is good for us based on what this world and its system have told us is good for us. This is where our perspectives need to change as Christians. However, our perspectives cannot change if we do not first know what God's Word says in how we are supposed to think, speak, and behave. Once we have decided to follow Jesus, we no longer can continue to live in the way the world system tells us we should live. Instead, we must start to learn about and choose to be integrated into our Heavenly Father's culture and way of thinking. The second step is to implicitly trust our God to know that His plans for us are good and they are to give us a future and a hope, which helps us have the security to start moving towards our new culture and to integrate with it. The third thing we must remember is this world is not our permanent home. We are citizens of heaven and that will be our permanent home. This is why we need to reset or reboot our system mindset when we choose to follow Jesus in order to start anew with a different way of thinking, a different way of seeing things, a different way of speaking, and a different way of behaving. This is the epitome of being a new creation in Christ. Now, I'm going to say something you might all want to stone me for, but listen up anyway and I'll take that risk. This is what I want to say. Everything that this world tells us we need to live a satisfying life is not necessarily true. One of the first things we have been taught subconsciously throughout our lives is that our worth is tied to what we do along with how much we earn and that the more money we have at our disposal, the more successful we are. This has led us to desire to be successful in this manner and to respect and admire people based on their monetary worth and success, not on their integrity, honesty, sincerity, or kindness. We must know that our worth is not based on net monetary worth, but on what Jesus did for us on the cross. Yet money in itself is not bad at all. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. So while we need money to be able to live and do things with, We always need to examine our hearts to see if our prayer petitions to God is fueling a love of money in us. The Israelites left Egypt, their world system, with a lot of gold and jewelry given to them by the Egyptians. God had given them favor with the Egyptians to receive all that gold. But while in the desert, they decided to melt it all down to make a golden calf, which they worshipped. 
God had provided for them even while Egypt was in chaos. Yet instead of being grateful to God and using the gold to glorify Him, they chose to worship and idolize what He had provided instead of Him. Another thing our society tells us is that we need approximately 2.5 kids to be a perfect family. But what if we don't even have a spouse or have trouble conceiving? Many people have felt like failures because they fall short of what society has deemed that they need in order to be accepted as being successful. What if God's plan for us is completely different from what we have been told we need to have? Our desires are built by what we have been fed to want, either through listening to other people, family, advertising, movies, and society, believing that this is what life should be. But what we need to ask ourselves is this, are what other people or society saying truly God's desire for us personally? As we draw closer to God, abide deeper in Him, and delight in spending time in His presence and Word, our hearts will desire to please Him, and this is where we need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us what we need to give importance to, as well as what we need to let go. Personally, I have prayed many prayers for God to teach me what is important to Him and for my heart to be aligned to His, so that what is important to Him becomes important to me. It is a lifelong process as this world system is very much integrated into us and it is a lifelong journey to continue choosing to have and hold onto God's perspective of how He wants things to be for us. Aligning ourselves with God's plan takes a lot of discipline and requires that we swivel our focus from everything the world says we need to be happy to what Paul says in Philippians 4, that we need to be content in whatever state we find ourselves in. It is not easy as something else we have been taught by society and sometimes even by our parents is that our purpose in life is to be happy. Of course, our parents want us to be happy in life. No one wants to see their children suffer. But we live in a sinful world and along with sin comes suffering. And more often than not, pain and suffering do touch our lives and mark us. We cannot avoid it. It is simply part of living in this world system but through it all we can choose how we react to it. If we do not look at our happiness as something we are entitled to have, but understand it to be a gift from God given through His mercy, while understanding that pain is part of us living in a world system that is flawed, and that God has shown us how to react to it, which is by trusting Him through it and holding on to His promises in the Word, we can learn to be content as Paul was content in all that he had suffered through. Again, it is not easy, and is a lifelong process that we continually choose to adhere to. Let's say that all our lives, we have wanted to be a doctor and we studied and finally made it as a doctor. But for whatever reason, we are unable to practice medicine and we must now work in a grocery store to be able to support our family. We could choose to resent our situation and focus on our unhappiness and dissatisfaction. Or we can keep being grateful to God, live a life that pleases Him, while stocking items on shelves and choosing to be joyful because we know that God loves us, He is with us and will never leave us, and that His joy is our strength. And who knows, from us being faithful in what might seem mundane and unimportant in our circumstances, what other doors God will open up later. God loves us with a love that seeks our sanctification more than our emotional happiness. His love wants us to be changed into the likeness of Christ, not affirm us in wrongdoing or feed our emotions to make us feel good temporarily only to keep us stuck in the same place without any growth or maturity. Contrary to what the world says, 
Our focus on personal happiness and satisfaction must not get to a point where it competes with our desire to live a sanctified life that pleases God. Paul said it best when he said, It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Another thing the world system tells us we must have is control. Giving up control is something we as humans do not find easy to do. The truth is, in our heart of hearts, we know that we do not have control nor can we control everything, which makes us attempt to want to control everything in our lives even more. We make 5-year plans, 10-year plans, and 20-year plans. We plan the number of children we want to have. We plan everything in our lives right down to the minute, which is fabulous, if we are also able to take a few steps back and shrug our shoulders and let things go if everything does not go the way we have planned. Instead, many people are plunged into immense anxiety and fear when things do not go the way they have planned. Losing control or the fear of not being able to control things in our lives is something that has led many people to walk away from God or made decisions that have harmed them eventually. If we have decided to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, we must indeed make Him Lord in our lives. Therefore, the questions we must ask ourselves are, Have I consulted God about my plans? Are my plans the same as God's plans for me? And finally, can I let go of my plans if I need to? Our need for control has to be surrendered so God can reign in our lives and Jesus can exercise His Lordship. As responsible human beings, we should plan and have goals. But we must also be ready to release them and not hold on to them tightly when God unravels our plans and makes new ones for us that are better than what we can do for ourselves. This is where we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know when to let go and when to wait on God. If we say that God is sovereign and Jesus is our Lord, then we must also behave that way and let God be God in every aspect of our lives while we still ourselves and stop attempting to be in control of everything. Another world system that we have integrated ourselves into is self-dependence. The world system tells us that we can do anything if we believe in ourselves. It tells us we have all that we need within us to succeed and we only need to look within ourselves. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our limited abilities will only take us so far. In order to be able to endure all things and do all the things we have been called to do, we need to be strengthened by and through Christ. If we have everything we need within us, we could have saved ourselves from our own sins and Jesus would not have needed to die for us. He had to die for us, which means we cannot save ourselves and therefore we do not have the ability to be able to depend on ourselves but we can definitely depend on and trust God completely. As this world and its systems are being shaken at this time, we are faced with many uncertainties and many fears. The world system does not and cannot comfort us when unforeseen circumstances happen. However, what it does do is bring about fear which is a reaction that arises when we realize how much we have depended on institutions and systems that can be shaken. No matter how the future will turn out, many of these things are outside of our control and try as we might, we cannot change them. However, what we can do is take one step at a time as we walk with God, allowing Him to lead us. And we can choose to disentangle ourselves more and more from the mentality of the world system and instead build ourselves deeper into the foundation of God's system, which is based on His Word. The only way we can change our perspective or mindset to align with God's is to constantly be immersed in reading, studying, and meditating on His Word while worshiping Him. 
One more thing we must remember is that only in God's system is there certainty and security which is able to dispel all fear that nothing else can. Let us keep holding on to and believe tenaciously in what God's Word says because aside from aligning our perspective with His, in God's Word there is life, a hope, and a future. Until the next episode, stay safe and God bless!